0: much appreciate the invitation to come here your hospitality thus far appreciate brother roger's prayer and i hope that you will continue to pray that the lord would bless us for a few minutes this evening that we might uh look at some things that would honor and praise our heavenly father and that uh what we say would be to his glory and i ask that you continue to pray In your hearts while I'm before you. In the 10th Psalm, uh, excuse me, the 10th chapter of Proverbs in the seventh verse, it says, The memory of the just is blessed, but the name of the wicked shall rot. Enjoyed some memories this, this evening earlier, and we've enjoyed a time of memories and good conversation with Brother Ray and Brother Sergei as we traveled here, and even as uh, we fellowshiped earlier we, we talked, brother Roger and I talked about people that we both knew and, uh, times that we've had in, in the Lord's house and how wonderful that is and, uh, came up here and sat down and Sister Marlene, who I uh, didn't know yet, didn't know she was sitting behind me, but she tapped me on the shoulder and, and, and found out who I was and I found out who she was and, and we shared some memories. Memories are a wonderful thing. And, <clears throat> Solomon tells us, he says, the memory of the just is blessed. Now, <clears throat> that, that can have all kinds of aspects in our life. Just, just people who are just in the Lord are going to have memories, uh, memories of fellowship with fellow saints of God, memories of the blessings of an almighty God in our lives, how that God works with us and in us and, uh, just when when you've got the Lord working in you, you you can't have anything better in this world than God in you. Uh, <clears throat> but the name of the wicked shall rot. You know, heard a man say that uh, one time. You know, uh, each of us here now, some of us are getting real close to the end of our earthly walk. We. By the laws of nature, uh, we don't have much longer to be here. And <clears throat> as far as the world is concerned around us, uh, most people will be totally, totally unaware that we were even here. I think about the leaves falling off the trees in, 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 in the fall of the year. And they fall out of the tree and other than the drudgery that I have of raking them all up and getting rid of them, uh, you know, we don't, we don't think about those individual leaves anymore. And as far as the world is concerned, they really don't, don't have much to do with worrying about the passing of another person. Matter of fact, the wickedness in this world right now, uh Life itself is a matter of inconsequence. People don't care. That's obvious from the things that go on in this country, the laws that have been made to protect the murder of little babies. Uh, That's not my subject, but darkness is in the world, and wickedness is in the world, and it's going to rot. That's, that's what the Lord has intended for it. Is for it to rot. To be destroyed. Be gotten rid of. The Apostle John and his gospel. I want, I want to draw your attention to that for a few minutes, but uh, <clears throat> I want to talk some more about memory and uh, memorials. back in May 30th we had here in America Memorial Day Uh, people that know me know that I'm not big on holidays there's a couple of holidays I really appreciate I love Thanksgiving Day we ought to be thankful 365 days a year but I love to think that we we take time to give thanks on that day, and and if we're going to set aside a day to do something, there's not a better thing than we can do that we can do than to set aside a day for thanks. If we're try, if we're thanking the right one, <laughs> but I very much appreciate Memorial Day. Uh, Those who have given their lives for this nation that we live in, the freedom that we have in this country, though it is limited, it's a great heritage that God has blessed us. We we have it. It's been preserved through the providence of God by the death of many a man, but it was still preserved by God, and that's why we're living here today another reason for thanksgiving but you know i appreciate that in my family uh, we remember my great uncle who died in world war one and because of his love for his family and his remembering his family when he went off to war He took out an insurance policy on his life so that during the Depression, my grandfather and others in my family were benefited because Uncle Charlie named my grandfather and his sister as both beneficiaries in his will. So that when my family was going through suffering through the depression here in this country and hard times during those times of year, both during and after World War One, and for several, several years afterwards, every month there was a deposit in my grandfather's checking account, or sa- uh, savings account, he didn't even have a checking account back then. But that money was put in there so that they had money to help others Around and their family, and uh, though they were pretty much self sustaining on their 800 acre farm, God blessed them to have that. And uh, so I say all of that just to make the point of how that we ought to appreciate those who have given their lives for this country. I like Veterans Day also, and I think we ought to celebrate the July 4th. I won't give you much for the rest of the days that are, and especially some of them that have been made, quote, unquote, holidays here lately. But, you know, the word memorial appears 31 times in the King James Bible. And the Lord gives us uh, a lot of things to remember. And we need to remember them. Uh, We need to remember that the just... The memory of the just is blessed, but the name of the wicked shall rot. We need to keep that in our minds. In the first chapter of the Gospel of John, the, uh, the apostle... I want to read... Uh, let's just look at the first five verses. There's, there's so much more there that we could look at. But in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God... All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. In our reading earlier uh, in the book of Revelation, uh, we saw how that God is the light of men and referred to that and how wonderful that is and, and was and As we we think about that, but we John takes us all the way back to creation and he lets us know that in the beginning, what was was the word? The word was there. And if as we read on through that chapter, we're going to find out exactly who and what that word was. That word was the Lord Jesus Christ. That word is the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, before he was incarnate in this world. That is the Lord Jesus Christ who created all things and without him was not anything made that was made. And he was the light of men. His light, his power has given natural life to every single living man that has ever been on the face of the earth or ever will be. He is the almighty God. He said that light shineth in darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. Darkness is is, uh, in many respects the absence of light. And when light comes in, the darkness flees, doesn't it? That's why, uh, you know, when uh generally speaking that when light is revealed in a spiritual way, in a spiritual sense anyway, those who are of darkness depart. They shy away. But it's changing. The darkness is getting thicker. Now, that darkness still will not stand in the light that's being talked about in this book. But in this world, it's growing darker and darker and darker. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 19. The way of the wicked is as darkness. They know not at what they stumble. Did you ever get up in the middle of the night and try to walk around without turning the light on in the house? And before you you know it. If you're in your house and you've arranged your furniture and you know where everything is. And so you get up with a little bit of confidence and you start walking around. The first thing you know, <laughs> you've done stub your toe on something because you were still in the dark. And even though you thought you knew where everything was, you didn't quite know, did you? And in the darkness, you couldn't tell. You can't see. You know, people light a candle. They used to light candles. Still, I guess some folks still do. But when they need to see, we turn on a light switch so that we can see. And when that, when that light comes in on oh, the darkness disappears, we can see where we're going. But the wicked, Solomon says, the, the way of the wicked is as darkness. They know not at what they stumble. You know the the wickedness that's in the world, and it, and it <clears throat> evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, is what Paul said, isn't it? He declared that to us. He said that because it's a fact. It's a fact, and as the world goes around, and walks in in the darkness that they have and can't see and understand the truth. They can't perceive what well, uh 1 Corinthians 2:14, but the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit of God, for they are foolish unto him. Neither can they know them because they are spiritually discerned. I know y'all know that verse, but uh why is that? Because they walk in darkness. And they know not at what they stumble. They don't know how wicked they are. It need, you know that one of the reasons that wickedness seems to be more rampant in our day-to-day is that the devil has fooled people, and people we get desensitized. By wicked things. You know? Over and over and over again. And, uh, did y'all know I'm not telling y'all anything new? <laughs> uh, but we become desensitized. That's why it's so important for us to be students and be studious of the Word of God. That we might Stay into that we might have the light that we need. You know, the, I mean, the, the Lord protects us. Thank God that He protects us. As you said earlier, the, the, the Lord, even when we didn't know we, that we were His children, what was He? He was watching over us. How many times, Sister Marlene, when I ran into that telephone pole, <laughs> oh, she reminded me. We were, we were in, in the, in the backyard of Brother Vernon Booth's house up in Dearborn, outside of Dearborn, Michigan. And so I was young and athletic and, and I could run like the wind. But I was out there playing football with the children. And of course, I, I, I was pretty much a child myself, but I was a big child. And, you know, I was, I was, I was on the school track team. I ran. I could run back then. And so I would get the ball, and one of those kids would try to play in two-hand touch, you know, and they'd try to tag me and touch me with both hands, and I'd just sashay to the right or sashay to the left and take off like a shot and go right past them. Well... That was all well and good until uh, I didn't pay attention to what was on that side of the yard. And I sashayed to the right into a telephone pole that smacked me up beside my head and knocked me cold. (laughs) Uh, And dear sister Marlene reminded me of that this this evening. Memories. (laughs) Memories. <laughs> Memories. But the wicked, it's not, they can't see the wickedness they're in. And that's why they stumble, they, they're they stumbling, but they don't know why. They don't know why. It's because they don't have light. In Romans chapter 1, the, as we think about that, that darkness and and how that it works in the world. Uh, well, no, before we but let's let's go to another verse in Proverbs. Let's go to Proverbs chapter six. Then we'll go to Romans chapter one. Proverbs chapter six. Want we'll to look at uh, verses sixteen through nineteen. Sixteen through nineteen. These six things doth the Lord hate. Yea, seven are an abomination to him. Now, some have looked at that verse and said, well, there's, there's six things that God hates, and then there's, there's another one that's so bad that God thinks is an abomination. Well, that's all right, but as far as I'm concerned, God thinks every one of them, all seven, are an abomination. Uh, And I believe that's what Solomon meant. He goes on and gives us a list. He says, A proud look, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood. A heart that dwelleth, uh, uh, excuse me, a heart that deviseth wicked imaginations. Feet, That are swift in running to mischief. A false witness that speaketh lies. And he that sows discord among the brethren. Now that's, I hope that's seven things listed for us that we don't want anything to do with. I hope that that's things, seven things that we don't want in our life. And if there is a difference, if, the, if God hates those six things and it's just that seventh that's an abomination to him, which I don't think it is, but uh, I think they're all an abomination to him. But the, He put Solomon, nevertheless, puts an extra emphasis on sowing discord among the brethren. We don't need to cause strife among God's people, do we? Matter of fact, we need to do everything we can to keep from having strife among God's people. Blessed are the peacemakers. I think of one of those children's programs that, uh, ended, uh, with a voice at the end. I don't know what it was, and I don't know that he even watched the whole program, but I remember the closing line. Uh, don't you want to be a neighbor too? Uh, well, I'm going to ask you a question here. Don't you want to be a peacemaker too? Because if you're not, you're, so, you're liable to sow discord, and that's an abomination to your God. I hope that I can be a little bit of a peacemaker. I want to be the opposite of that darkness that's in the world. I want to serve my Lord. Because that's what he has called me to do. That's what he's put in my heart by his almighty power. The the scriptures, Brother Gr- Roger gave us this, uh, this while ago, uh, you know, Thinking about those things and how that God works in us. That he knew us before he created the world. He loved us before the creation of the world. And that's why what John will tell us, we love him because he first loved us. How much did he love? He loved us before he ever made us. He's the light of every man. But he's the special light of those that he loves special light to them. And if he's bestowed that love upon you in your life, oh, how, how marvelous that gift is. How gracious and grateful we ought to be in our lives. For such a God as that, who has blessed us in such a marvelous way in our lives. Romans chapter 1. Let's go back there. Solomon gives us this explicit list of things that God hates. In Romans chapter 1, verses 28 through 32, Paul gives us a more explicit list, if you will. Beginning in verse 16. Paul says this, he says, for I am not ashamed. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Everyone that believeth. It's power to them. It's not power to those that don't believe, is it? The natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit, but the man who receives the things of the Spirit, they're powerful. They're powerful. Yet that ought to show in us. That ought to be reflected in our lives. And I believe, if, if, if God calls you, regenerates you, puts His Spirit in you, I believe if, you, if you're not letting that light shine, you're going to regret it. Because <laughs> He chastens them that He loves. For their end. Therein, where, where, that powerful gospel, that power of God. For therein is, is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. That which is inside of me relates to and reflects to Brother Leroy and Brother Roger and Brother Ray. What a blessing. What, what a privilege in our lives. Amen. It's revealed from faith to faith as it is written. This, this is, it, it's in God's Word. It's there for you to read and to understand and to know about. <clears throat> as it is written. The just shall live by faith. That, that testimony that is within you by the Spirit of God, which that's exactly, that's what it is. It's a testimony from God in you. It, it is, It is certification to you that what God said and what he has done in you is real. It's, uh, one brother likened it, 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 it's when you graduate from college, they give you a piece of paper, they call it a diploma. It is the certificate that says you have graduated from college. That's what faith is to you. It's that certificate within you that lets you know that's where I am. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all. What? Ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. They don't believe it. And that is totally against God to not believe his word, even though they can't see it. Because he said, how can God do that? That's that's what a lot of people think. Why would God do that? God loves everybody, right? Why would God do that? Because, Paul says, because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, it's all around them. For God has showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen. We walked out of the back of Brother Leroy's house this morning, looked up at the sky. I thought, boy, isn't it a beautiful day. What a beautiful sky we had. Looked around in his backyard. The grass and the trees were green and lovely. (laughs) And I was blessed to spend the night and and get up in the morning and enjoy the fellowship of my brothers. Well, the. it. For the invisible things of of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made. Do you know that those trees out there, they didn't just grow. They were made. They were made. God made them in the beginning. And he's still making them by what? By the power of his word. This world he made, but it's upheld. By the power of his word. Being understood by the things which are made. Even his eternal power and Godhead. So that they are without excuse. Because. He he put in another one of those becauses. Because. Because. That when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imagination, and their foolish heart was darkened. Their foolish heart was darkened because they looked out and they saw that there's got to be a Creator. Just look at His creation. It's there for you to see and to understand That there is a God in heaven. Professing themselves to be wise. They think they're smart, don't they? They became fools. They became fools. And changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like unto corruptible man. To birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. and jobs, and fancy houses, and widescreen TVs, and sports franchises, and the list goes on and on, what we have made gods out of. Wherefore, God also gave them up unto uncleanness through the lust of what? Of their own heart. Their own heart. To dishonor their own bodies between themselves who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause God gave them up unto the vile, unto vile affections for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. You, you know these sins are not new, and yet you, you, Solomon said, "There's nothing new under the sun," didn't he? That's you know from the very beginning, Satan's been trying to tell us that God told us a lie. He's still trying to do that, but it's 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 magnified. It's multiplied. And as we said earlier, evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse. That, that, that's what the word says. Likewise, also men leaving the, uh, <clears throat> leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men working that which is <clears throat> unseemly and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was meat, what they are and have been receiving, is exactly the condemnation that God said is upon that sin, which is the proper effect of that sin, and even they and and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge. The evidence of God is all around us, but they, they don't want to retain the knowledge of God. God gave them over to, to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whisperers, backsliders, haters of God, Despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents. Now, you know, there's some things that in that list, Paul gives a pretty explicit list. There doesn't he? Uh, And some of them, at least up until recently, by most people, were considered the debauchery that they are. Do you notice how Paul, by the Holy Spirit, of course, but Paul in this list, see what he uh, what he ends up this with? Disobedient to parents. What is that? That bad? It's an abomination to God. I see somebody I see a child children are gonna act up. I understand that. But when they're not and especially when they're not taught right and when they're not disciplined at home. Cold chills run over me when I see a child disobedient to their parents, and somebody chuckles and thinks that oh they it wasn't that cute. No, it's not cute at all. It's not cute at all. And Paul lists it with these other vile sins. Does that give you an indication of how not good it is? (laughs) does to me. Without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful who knowing the judgment of God, yep. it's... Do you ever noticed that in, in, in things about false gods, false idols that men have worshipped, they have naturally a fear of the wrath of that God. Even when it's just a piece of stone or a piece of wood. They have naturally just have a fear of that. How much more should we fear the one true and living God and his wrath? I need to move on. I had a whole lot more ground to cover here, but... Uh, verse 32, who knowing the judgment of God that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do it. Yeah. And isn't that the way in the world today? When you look around you and you see those things going on and you see others who take pleasure in them doing it. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. Paul says there, he says, Finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord may have free course and be glorified, even as it is is with you. What a a compliment, if if, if you let me put it that way, to the folks at Thessalonica. For for the apostle to write to them and say that... uh, The Word of God is glorified by y'all and in y'all. Okay? Uh, Even as it is with you, and that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men, for all men have not faith. Uh, Paul says, you know, the world doesn't have faith. If you've been blessed, as we talked about earlier, by the Spirit of God, to have faith in Him, you've got that diploma... how blessed you are how marvelous that is Proverbs chapter 11 verse 21 Solomon says though hand join in hand though hand join in hand the wicked shall not be unpunished they're joining hand in hand aren't they They think they can conquer, but they don't know at what they stumble. They think they're gonna, they're, they're gonna get by with this. (laughs) You know, it, it, you ever, you ever see somebody stand up and, and, and do something they knew they shouldn't have and said, you know, and it said, I believe, I believe this. And if not, God strike me dead. And then they kind of go like this, shift to the side, but, uh, you know, Obviously, God doesn't strike them dead, and you know what that does? That that makes them just go right on and do it again, do it again, do it again. Well, though hand joined in hand, the wicked shall not be unpunished, but the seed of the right, <clears throat> the seed of the righteous shall be delivered. That's a promise of God. That's a promise of God. The seed of the righteous. What? What's the seed? The seed of the righteous. How's that? Where's, where's, where's that righteousness come from? It comes from Jesus Christ, and by His grace we are that seed. First John five nineteen. And we know that we are of God, and the whole world lieth in wickedness. In Exodus chapter 3, Exodus chapter 3, verses 14 and 15, and God said to Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent thee. And God said moreover unto Moses, The God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, hath sent me unto you. This is my name forever. He said, I'm, I'm going to repeat that part. He said, This is my name forever. ever and forever and forever and this is my memorial unto all generations now there's a memorial day for us i like memorial day in the united states of america but there's a greater memorial day, a memorial day that has gone on really from the, from before the time that God said this to Moses, before creation. But we have it recorded for us even from the days of Moses. And God says, this is my memorial forever. What is it? that my name is the I Am. He is the I Am. In Psalm 61, verse 2, David says there, he says, From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. That's where I need to go. That's where I want to go. I want to go to the rock that is higher than I. I want to be held up by that rock. I want to be preserved by that rock. I want to be taken home to glory by that rock. Because He is the I Am. And that is His name forever. In Isaiah chapter 43 verse 1. But now, thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, Fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. Can you praise God for that? If, If you've got that diploma, you need to be praising God for that. Romans chapter twelve, verse nineteen. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place to wrath. Give place to wrath Paul saying it's better to be a peacemaker. Better to be a peacemaker. <clears throat> give place to wrath, for it is written vengeance is mine. excuse me, vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. John chapter 6, verse 37 through 40. Y'all can probably quote this one to me, but let's, let's read it together. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, And him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. For I came down from heaven not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent me. And this is the Father's will which hath sent me, that of all which he hath given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again at the last day. And this is the will of him that sent me, that every one, which seeth the sun and believeth on him may have everlasting life. And I will raise him up at the last day. Then down in verse 44, he says, No man, no man can come to me except the Father which hath sent me draw him, and I will raise him up at the last day you believe that God's going to raise his people up in the last day? I do. (laughs) Hallelujah, I do. I'm going to close out with one, one more, two more verses. John chapter 10, verses 10 and 11. The thief, the prince of darkness, the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come, Jesus said, <laughs> the one who had the authority and the privilege and the right to call himself the I am. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. That, that word more, the, the phrase more abundantly. I about jumped out of my chair when I when I looked up the, the Greek word for for that and and looked at how it was defined. Part of the part of the way that it was defined is super abundantly. <laughs> it's super. You know, we live in a day and time where, where every, everything is super this and super that, and uh, while well, we, we've got our superheroes, you know, and people just go crazy about the. Uh, You know, Captain America and Spider Man and super super superheroes—they don't. They're nothing. They're nothing. But we have a superhero. We have one that's worth remembering. We have one that left us with a testimony. He left us with a testimony in his word. He left us with a testimony in in our hearts. And He's still quickening His children every day. He's going to quicken them until the time that everyone is quickened in this world. And then He's going to take them all home to be with Him. What a glorious thing. In the meantime, in the meantime, He has given us an abundant life. A super abundant life. He says, I am the good shepherd. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. And he did. He gave his life. He gave his life for you. He gave his life for me. May he be praised. May we honor and glorify him all the days of our life. What a privilege it is to be in the house of the Lord. To be with those whose faith is related from faith to faith. Amen. Praise God.